Hi, everyone. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com. You're listening to another DevOps Chat podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jennifer Kotzen, Senior Product Marketing Manager for SUSE. Our topic today is all about micro OS, operating systems, Linux, containers, all kinds of fun stuff. So I'm excited to jump in with, uh, with Jennifer. Jennifer, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks very much. Great. Glad to be here. Let's start out by introducing yourself. Tell us what you do as Senior Product Marketing Manager at SUSE. Maybe you want to say a little bit about the company itself, too. Yeah, for sure. So I uh, manage a team that's responsible for product marketing of SUSE's application delivery solutions. So these include our Kubernetes-based offerings. We have two. One is our own Kubernetes distribution, which is called SUSE CAS platform. And the second offering, SUSE Cloud Application Platform, sits on top of Kubernetes and um, serves as a, as a high productivity developer experience layer, that, uh, another platform that sits on top of Kubernetes. So those are the two offerings that SUSE brings to bear on the application delivery space, and my team is responsible for marketing those. Application delivery, of course, is a great topic to start with. Um, things have certainly changed. You know, Kubernetes has uh, impacted the world. Of course, you folks have been a, a big part of our industry for a long time, and you've shifted your strategy as well, too. Tell us about how you're approaching application delivery now. Yeah, so you, you mentioned correctly that, that SUSE has uh, expanded our our portfolio as well. So certainly uh, starting with Linux, which is, uh, you know, we have a strong heritage in, in Linux, obviously more than 25 years, but our company's portfolio also includes much more than that at, at, uh, to include, for example, our Ceph-based storage solution, which we just announced the latest version of recently at Cephalicon in Barcelona. Uh, we also have software-defined infrastructure in terms of our OpenStack offering. We have a complete software-defined infrastructure solutions uh, portfolio. And uh, people often think of SUSE, they think of us as a, as a software-defined infrastructure company. However, we have added recently uh, our, our, a different layer. So about, for about two years now, we've been offering a layer on top of that software-defined infrastructure that we call our application delivery solutions. And these are different solutions. Again, these are our Kubernetes-based offerings that we're here to talk about today. And they're fundamentally different because the, the goal here with these solutions is really focused at, at managing and accelerating delivery of applications rather than managing and accelerating well, and, and simplifying what we do with infrastructure. So it's a, a shift in focus in, in what people care about. And, and, and uh, it, it's all about the applications. And, and that's important today because, you know, we're, we're in this era of digital transformation. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the ultimate manifestation of all of that technological transformation is delivered to us through application. So when a company really wants to bring new value today, they bring that value through some kind of application. And when a company wants to be more agile, which is where all of this transformation is trying to get us, mm -hmm. they want to be able to respond to a new opportunity more quickly, or they want to be able to, to resolve an issue that arises more quickly. The way they respond is by putting out a new or an updated application that deals with that. This ability to increase agility in the digital age really depends upon enterprise customers' ability, our enterprise customers' ability to deliver applications more quickly. And that's what our application delivery transformation solutions allow them to do, to reconsider how they have been building and delivering and managing applications and approach that in a new way using new technologies and uh, and, and accelerate that whole process. We'll talk a little bit more. I'm, I'm really interested in sort of the, 
the transformation of SUSE itself from a sort of infrastructure operating system based company into really thinking, yes, you still have uh, software defined infrastructure, but thinking a lot more about application development and delivery can imagine that, um, you know, you're looking at your product portfolio much differently now than maybe you did five or more years ago. Well, I think every every enterprise is. I mean, we follow the needs and anticipate, in some to some extent, the needs of our enterprise customers. So our changes are really just reflecting the changes that are happening in the tech mm. industry and in, mm. in every industry. So, yes, our customers once upon a time were very focused in, in technology on sort of the, the back office technology uh, and, and infrastructure, which is where we where we lived. But as our customer needs have expanded and grown and moved up the stack, so have so have SUSE solutions. It's a it's a very natural and parallel evolution of where the market's gone and where SUSE has gone. It, it makes perfect sense for us and for our customers. And the fact that we have been around for so long and that we're able to evolve with our customers and the industry and the market is, I think, very comforting to those customers. We have a long history of trust and success with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're knowing that we can carry them forward into these brave new worlds is, is something they take for granted. And I shouldn't say take for granted. They expect from SUSE because they've, they've had a long and successful history with us. And um, we're sure, and they're sure, that we will continue that relationship going forward. I think when you've been an infrastructure partner, obviously an operating system like Linux, like SUSE, um, you know, something you count on, depend on, you're not going to flip that in and out on a moment's notice. So it's good to see that SUSE has evolved with your customers, kind of moved up that stack, moved into a much more dynamic containerized world. Uh, supporting your customers along their own transformation path. Exactly. Say some, say some more about you, you, you defined application delivery kind of in two general categories. Can you touch on that again? And let's talk about what those are. The first one we should talk about is our SUSE-CAS platform. This is our Kubernetes distribution. And mm-hmm. it's useful to customers who are sort of in that first step of embracing new application delivery paradigms. And the first step often is taking advantage of containers. And of course, this is a really natural place for, for SUSE to evolve. I mean, what are containers? But they're a Linux construct. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a natural extension of, 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 of Linux for us to start talking and help about and helping our customers implement containerized solutions. So, so our customers are using containers. Often it's the development team that is driving the adoption of containers. It's just a tremendous mm-hmm. boon to their productivity to use them. Uh, and, and then we have now the enterprise has containers <laughs> that need to be managed and deployed. And many enterprises are accustomed to automation platforms that handle that kind of orchestration and management, OpenStack being a prime example, right? We, mm-hmm. we want an automation platform that allows us to take software applications and, and deploy them in an automated way. So we need something similar now because we're packaging in containers rather than VMs. And the platform that we use across the industry day, today to manage the deployment of those containers is Kubernetes. So our first offering here, uh, the fundamental offering is our Kubernetes distribution, SUSE-CAS platform. It allows our customers to manage and deploy and orchestrate uh, and automate the long-term operation of containerized applications. Now our Kubernetes distribution is, uh, you know, every, uh, every open source distribution of every open source project is different in terms of the particular libraries or in the case of Kubernetes, uh, complementary projects uh, from the CNCF, the Cloud Native Computing Foundation, the particular set of projects that we pull together into our platform, and also the operating system that we run on. So it's important, obviously, again, we need a Linux operating system, a container operating system to run those. So our Kubernetes distribution has a unique set of projects that we pull together 
combined with a SUSE Linux-based operating system to, to, in which to run those containers, and, and that's our Kubernetes distribution. Okay. Of course, it's supported for the enterprise and all of the things you come to expect. I would imagine one of the benefits that you provide is, particularly for an operational environment, uh, to do this distribution and deployment, there's some complexity that you're handling for them. What are some <laughs> of the problems that, that if you're new to containers, you're, you, you know, using containers as a service is, has its advantages. What are those problems that, that you're kind of taking away or minimizing for the customer? Well, the view we take, I mean, Kubernetes is a large and complex platform. It, it, when you look at all the piece parts that go into it, there are many, many projects that go in there. So we mm -hmm. take care of sort of curating the distribution as a whole. That's, there's a tremendous value in that. So a lot of customers who are starting with Kubernetes, especially the early adopters, they'll go out there and they'll try to pull uh, upstream code down and build their own platform. But it becomes evident for most of those uh, customers at, at some point that just the number of different projects that need to be pulled together and all the interoperability testing that needs to happen, uh, selecting the projects, you know, you, you need mm -hmm. one of, you need a registry, you need security, you need networking, you need storage, you need all these different pieces. And for each one of those pieces, there are six to 10 or more different options to choose from. So if you wanted to pull something together without uh, an offering like ours, you would need to be very familiar with many, many, many projects. Mm -hmm. select among them which are the right set for you, do all the interoperability testing, manage the fact that each of these projects evolve independently, so continue to update them and do the interoperability testing. Uh, so just pulling together a set of projects is one thing. Another thing we do then is we deliver that whole distribution as sort of this holistic thing, right? So when you get it and you go to install it, you're, you're installing one thing, not 15 things, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's an integrated installation and maintenance. So installation and then, again, maintenance when you get updates. Again, we're, we're considering that whole platform to be one thing and giving you a much easier way to install and maintain that platform. And again, that's just kind of the, the technical piece of what we do and the testing. On top of that, we, we support that platform. So we give you the confidence that you need as a customer to know that if you do have an issue, you can come to us. We have a services organization that is, uh, we are a Kubernetes certified service provider. So we have in-depth exper expertise with Kubernetes and we can help you figure out how to configure and integrate that platform into your enterprise systems and infrastructure. So all of that adds to the basic, you know, Kubernetes technology and allows us to really give enterprises the, the, the bigger, more complete solution that they need. Hugely important, the support that you, you, you can provide. And I would imagine also for operational organizations, they don't have time to become the next expert on Kubernetes or containers or right. kind of prepackaged solution gives them a quick starting place to start to work from. That's right. That's right. Okay. So path number two on your, on your products. Yeah, path number two, it's actually sort of uh, an extension of path number one. It's not a, a separate path so much as a, a way to further develop your, your uh, Kubernetes environment. So let's talk about that. Now you have Kubernetes and you have this automation platform for deploying containers, but that automation platform is, is really geared toward the person who wants to deploy and manage uh, those solutions and more of an ops kind of person. Mm -hmm. But when we want to really scale and become you know, really productive and really leverage the full capability of containerization, um, there's a, a, a more... Uh, interesting change that we can make toward what we call a cloud native approach, um, which means doing more than putting things in containers. Mm -hmm. It 
it, it means building applications in a in different way, maybe mm -hmm. starting to decompose them somewhat into microservices that are smaller. Uh, but then in, in the end, you know, uh, distributed systems that comprise many microservices. But in the end, now we have a distributed application that needs to be managed and monitored and that sort of thing. But, but changing this architecture to microservices is one thing. Another thing we, we uh, want to do is, is integrate a, a, our agile development processes, extend them to include operations now, and really build a DevOps organization that, that becomes possible once we're using smaller pieces of code and we don't have giant dev teams and giant ops teams. We have small dev teams and small ops teams because we mm -hmm. have small microservices. So now it becomes possible for us to bring those devs and ops, dev and ops teams together into DevOps teams. So we can change a little bit of our of the organization. Um, and, and overall, we, we can, the, the, the goal of sort of cloud native ultimately is to increase the sort of throughput, if you will, of our, of our process, our ability to put more applications out there faster. Um, and when I say more applications, I'm including updates. So, you know, the, the, the modern idea is that um, I have an application and when I need a new feature, I, I sort of re replace that piece of the code, that service, with a new one. So we, mm -hmm. we, every time we make an update, so think of that. When I say new applications, I'm also talking about adding updated features. Right. And if, if we want to be able to con continuously, I mean, the goal is this sort of continuous delivery of new capabilities. If we want to be able to do that continuously, that means we got to be able to sort of crank code and crank services through this, through this pipeline, through this process, just incredibly fast. And to do that, that really high throughput requires, if you think about an analogy that I'm sure you're very comfortable with, I mean, think about manufacturing, it requires a factory, right? So mm -hmm. where we're at today, where people are starting oftentimes with containers is, you know, using containers to repackage traditional applications that uh, were just around, around which a specific deployment process was built to accommodate the needs of the application. On the other end of the spectrum, when you're thinking about a factory, you're not building a factory to meet the needs of, of, of the thing. You're, you're mm -hmm. building the product has to fit into the factory because the value of that high production is so great that, that there's a trade-off and, and what you're going for is the value of that high throughput. And in the same thing happens here. If we want high productivity, high throughput of applications coming out continuously, we need to implement a factory model. And that's where cloud native gets us, gets us to that sort of factory model. So this layer now, it's a long story of a background. This second piece that we offer that sits on top of Kubernetes provides us with that sort of factory automation layer. It's called Dusa Cloud Application Platform. Mm -hmm. And it runs in Kubernetes, and it gives us a predefined workflow that's very, very simple to use from the developer side, really advanced developer productivity. They don't have to mess with building containers or dealing with registries or images or creating Kubernetes manifests. All of that is automated, the whole workflow end-to-end. -end. The developer doesn't have to do any of that. It just goes into this automated process that carries it all the way from you know getting that code checked in all the way to, to uh, through uh, end of life and the life cycle deployment and updates and scaling and all of that. So this is a this is a, a, a platform that sits on top of Kubernetes that really accelerates the, the, the process from from development all the way through end of life so that we can have factory scale production, if you will. So let me ask you, Jennifer, then, because I think we all you know, if you've been through any kind of transformation like this, you know, there's a cultural element to DevOps. There's also um, process workflow, except, et cetera, changes to move into a true cloud native environment. 
where does someone need to be along that journey from, you know, I'm just brand new to all this to we've been doing it the other way and now we're ready to switch. Where does somebody need to be to be able to take advantage of the SUSE Cloud application platform? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, certainly they, they need to be probably doing Agile, all right? Mm -hmm. I would say they've got to be comfortable with, a, with an Agile process. And one of the things that's kind of nice about using SUSE Cloud application platform is that you might not have to go through a whole bunch of other transformation steps because this platform gives you a way to, to skip over a, a bunch of work. It gives you a process. You don't have to really define your own process. It's, it's predefined for you. Uh, it's a process that works for you know, the 12-factor model, right? That, which is a perfect model for cloud-native application delivery. So this process is already in place. So in certain ways, using SUSE Cloud Application Platform sort of shortcuts your ability to achieve that kind of change. Now, yeah, there are other things. You're right. There, there is there is architectural change, which is um, something that that people have to learn. All right, mm -hmm. they have, uh, developers different have way to of building software, right? Yeah. How to build software. So we can't, by providing technology, fundamentally help people uh, do that. Uh, so they, they, you know, if they want to build microservice-oriented applications, they have to learn how to how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, um, and if they, uh, so I would say they probably want to have some sense for that as well. Now, that doesn't mean you couldn't use Cloud Application Platform with something that was, you know, th there are gradations from from what we call monolithic to what we call, you know, completely microservice-based. There, you know, the idea of macro-services and mini-services, mm -hmm. and ultimately mm -hmm. microservices. Um, you will get greater flexibility and greater throughput as you move toward more microservices. Why? Because uh, the more fine-grained you make your application, uh, the less dependent a change you may, you, the more isolated uh, change you can make. So if you just need to update one thing, you can update one thing easily if you have small microservices. Um, so, you know, the, the, the end, you, you, you know, you want to find a balance that, that you have your services sized just right. And I guess, I guess what I'm saying is you don't necessarily have to be at a point where you're fully implemented everything completely in microservices to be able to take advantage of a platform like SUSE Cloud, Cloud Application Platform. Um, I think I think that's important because yes, there are sort of cloud native greenfield applications. Um, you know, I just came off of a company where we took a uh, it was over 12 years old application that wasn't even necessarily built to be a SaaS, and we turned it into a SaaS, and then took a component of that and redesigned it to be microservices because that's where we needed to be able to expand and leverage. Is you kind of walled garden, right? Like keep the monolithic part monolithic and take the parts that you need to rapidly expand and grow and do it that way. So I think that's, you know, unless you're a that's startup a or something, story. it's you're living in a hybrid world, probably a lot of us. And you know that we tell that story or, you know, variations of that story all the time because, and this is a great strength we think we, we bring to the table as a company. Um, and a differentiator for, for our, the, our, the approach that we take. So yes, there's not an enterprise today that doesn't have a large estate of existing applications that they need to bring forward or deal with in some way. Mm -hmm. um, and, and those applications, you know, they are, were never designed with the idea that they would be cloud native. Oh, never, so they yeah. may just be sort of lifting ship workloads and they may still require uh, deployment workflows that are very custom built around the application and for, mm -hmm. to accommodate Applications like that, you know, our customers can use our SUSE CAS platform, 
you know, basic Kubernetes distribution. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, they can model DIY their own workflows for those applications. On the other end of the spectrum, for an increasing number of new applications, they'll be moving toward more and more cloud native models. And mm -hmm. in that case, they're definitely going to want to take care, take advantage of the high, produ high productivity that the Cloudification platform provides. And mm -hmm. then there's a whole range of things in between. So we talk about um, you know, SUSE Cloud Application Platform being this sort of predefined workflow that, that's, that's sort of a ready-to-go factory. Well, that ready-to-go factory that we've created may or may not fit exactly right in your environment. You can go in and you can tweak it to make it work the way exactly the way you want it. It's still a factory, but now you have sort of tweaked it the way you want it. So you can sort of work backward toward a little bit more customization from that direction. Yeah, you almost also, use the standard workflow if you're not, you know, down the mature end of, of doing it this way, or if you already are, customize it to your process. Yeah, yeah. so, and, and enterprises need that full range of options from full mm. customization to something that's very, very automated. And, uh, and our approach gives them the ability to address all of those different use cases. And, and that's critical because they have such a wide range of different types of workloads and, and maturity in terms of the cloud native versus traditional, you know, where they sit on that spectrum. Well, Jennifer, I'm sorry to say we're out of time. I could spend five more hours talking about this. It's a great topic and great subject. Hopefully we can have you back and talk some more about it in the future. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, thank you very much, Mitch. Appreciate your time. You bet. Well, our, our time has flown by. You've listened to another DevOps Chat podcast. I'd like to thank our guest, Jennifer Kotzen, Senior Product Ma Marketing Manager for SUSE, for joining us. And of course, I'd like to thank you, you our listeners, for being with us today as well. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com. You've listened to another DevOps Chat. <laughs>